Thanks to certain poor shepherds in fields as they lay, in fields where they lay keeping their sheep on a cold winter's night that was so deep. Good morning and welcome to the fourth and final Sunday of Advent. And if you're listening in through the podcast, welcome to you as well. My name is Eric Helvey. I'm an artist here in the city, and I'm also on staff here at Trinity Heights Church. It's good to be worshiping with you all this morning, singing carols of joy and adoration, and telling the wild stories in and around the birth of Christ. And these really are strange and wild stories, specifically the one about the angels appearing to the shepherds found in Luke chapter 2. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. This is a strange and wild story to be sure, but we've told it and heard it so many times that I think we've lost touch with the weirdness of it all and how downright bizarre things can get when the inexplicable, the miraculous, suddenly inserts itself into our daily realities. So I did a little digging online and it's amazing what results show up when you Google shepherd UFO sightings. Definitely some weird and wild stuff, but I happened to come across a written first-hand account of a shepherd in Zimbabwe who wrote, My name is Jonathan Reitman, and I farm near Feathersdorp, 150 kilometers from Harare. I am 31 years old. On the 5th of February, 1996, I woke up from a bad dream just after midnight when I heard a car go past. I rubbed my eyes and face to make sure I wasn't still asleep, and I looked at the car again. It was long and wide and made a low humming sound. This car or object stopped at my gate for a good 30 seconds and then drove on, as if the gate had been opened. And that was it. It was gone. The next day I sent out one of the farm workers to fetch some sheep who were lost in the bush, and on his way back he said he saw an object straddling the road. By the time he reached the spot, it was gone, but strangely enough, the sheep would not walk over the area where the object had been. Instead, they divided around it. My workers were convinced this was a ghost, but because I am a Christian myself, I believe it was a spiritual phenomenon of some sort. I don't believe in UFOs. I love how he words it, a spiritual phenomenon of some sort. I don't believe in UFOs. The angels appearing to the shepherds were absolutely a spiritual phenomenon, heaven going out of its way to make itself known on earth. 
but not to kings or politicians or Herod or anyone holding any position of power. But instead, heaven appeared to lowly shepherds. And I think that while heaven breaking in on earth always initially draws attention to itself, there's a deeper, more subtle significance when we realize that the glory of God was shining down on the shepherds. It's as if heaven was breaking into reality, proclaiming the birth of the Messiah while also pointing directly at the shepherds, their lives, livelihood, and culture, and saying, there's deep significance here. And it just so happens that one of my favorite writers and poets, Wendell Berry, agrees that shepherds embody a deep significance rooted not just in the act of shepherding, but also in all of creation, life, death, resurrection, and the renewal of all things. In his poem titled This Day, Wendell Berry writes, The old shepherd comes to another lambing time, and he gives thanks. He has longed ever more strongly as the weeks and months went by for the new lives the ewes have carried in their bellies through the winter cold. Now in gray early mornings of barely spring, he goes to see at last what the night has revealed. Through many of its generations, he has husbanded his flock. He remembers from the time as sucklings they caught his eye. Lineages have stayed unbroken through many years, his flock. I did some research, and apparently lambing season is about a six-week-long period when the majority of lambs are born. Typically, ewes become pregnant in October, and then it takes five months for a lamb to fully develop. So almost all lambs are born between February and early March. Ewes typically have twin lambs, but can also have singles, triplets, and occasionally quadruplets. This is a very busy time for both the sheep and their shepherds, as birth after birth and lamb after lamb comes day after day. According to Shelburne Farms, a sheep farm in Vermont, their first lamb arrived on January 15th and their last on March 29th. They finished the lambing season with 94 lambs born from 55 ewes. That means roughly an average of two or sometimes three lambs were born every day over the course of 42 days. So we see that a shepherd's livelihood is intimately tied to birth. Shepherds wait with hopeful expectation as the bellies of their ewes grow. They understand with intimate detail the fleshiness of new life and the joy and hope that each new birth carries with it. But on top of that, it's interesting when we begin to consider the overarching cultural and political context of this story of the shepherds and how a predominant culture of war, violence, and death serves to further heighten the meaning. In a time when the Roman Empire continued to churn forward, crushing lives left and right, here we have the shepherds, lowly workers, yes, humble and tied to the land for sure, but more importantly, and perhaps most importantly, the shepherds represent a livelihood and a parallel value system outside of the levers 
and gears of empire. The shepherds represent a value system that affirms birth and life over death. There's a wonderful poem by Thomas Hardy written in 1916 during the height of World War I that speaks to this kind of pastoral timelessness. Only a man harrowing clods in a slow, silent walk with an old horse that stumbles and nods half asleep as they stalk. Only thin smoke without flame from the heaps of couch grass Yet this will go onward the same, though dynasties pass. And I see the shepherds as being part of this kind of timeless pastoral value system that remains though dynasties and empires pass. The shepherds represent a way of life that instead of profiting from death and destruction, profits from birth and life and affirms birth and life at its very core. So when you have a group of people asleep alongside their sheep and all of a sudden the sky opens up and angels begin to speak and sing, it may be a weird and wild heavenly UFO kind of story, but it's also a story that holds deep significance. Shepherds represent the sustainable and harmonious interaction between humans, the land, and the lives of animals, affirming man's original calling in the garden. Shepherds are witnesses to heaven come to earth, an act that sets in motion the rippling beginnings of the redemption and ultimate renewal of all things. A good shepherd is husbandman and husband, the begetter and conserver of the earth's bounty, but he is also midwife and motherer. He is a nurturer of life. So there's no mistake that shepherds who have attended the countless births of lamb after lamb and watched over the lives of infant sheep and watched them grow these same shepherds are given specific instructions to go and see the newborn Lamb of God. Noel, Noel, Noel.